0: I believe I have made a significant find in the Kandarian runes. Naturan de Manto. Roughly translated, Book of the Dead. The book is bound in human flesh and inked in human blood. Man, oh, man sobar, man Rosa. His De Rosa.
1: Shut
0: it off. Kanda.
1: Shut it off.
0: Kanda.
1: Shut it off. Ah! That's why you're so that's why soul! <laughs> <laughs> Fine, you wanna turn it into that? You wanna turn that into this kind of podcast? Let's go. What'd you love about it, Butler? Cause I'm gonna kill it. We're supposed to assume that you know that she's gonna have bloodlust, and you're shocked and angry when she bites you when you have an open wound right in front of her? Like, make it dog, make it dog. Hello, I'm Mike Butler. And I'm Mike Field. <laughs> <laughs> <You said him. laughs> I'll do it right. Hello, I'm Mike Butler.
0: And I'm Mike Field and you're listening to the Forgotten Horror Podcast. Scared yet? You will be. Each episode, we highlight a horror movie that for a variety of reasons was forgotten by audiences. It could be because a scarier, creepier movie was released at the same time. Perhaps audiences were accidentally transported into an alternate universe. Or maybe audiences didn't see enough of the movie through their hands over their eyes because they were scared. You see where we're going with that? We'll break down the movie as well as discuss what we like or don't like about the movie. But we'll always suggest that you bring this movie back from the dead for a revisit. If you're not too afraid of our podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever podcasts are available.
1: That's is That's is That's What? Hi, everybody. Uh, we are doing. Evil Dead, not The Evil Dead, or is it Evil Dead 2 or The Evil Dead 2?
0: I believe it's just Evil Dead 2. Evil
1: Dead 2 or Army of Darkness. No, we are doing the Evil Dead remake that came out in 2013. And before we get into the facts, let's give you a quick synopsis as we wrap up Forgotten Horror. Sorry, sorry, Mike. It's Mike's favorite time of the year, (laughs) which is fine. It's awesome. So Mia, a drug addict, is determined to kick the habit. To that end, she asks her brother David, his girlfriend Natalie, and their friends Olivia and Eric to accompany her to their family's remote forest cabin to help through withdrawal. Eric finds a mysterious book of the dead at the cabin and reads it aloud because he's an idiot. Awakening (laughs) an ancient demon, all hell breaks loose when the malevolent entity, excuse me, possesses Mia. Eh, That's about on par with it.
0: That's not bad. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, So if you're familiar with the Evil Dead franchise, this is not really in of that vein in terms of the type of schlocky horror comedy aspect of the original. Well, the original original, the Evil
0: Dead, was pretty much a straight up horror movie. It, it didn't was have that schlocky. It didn't have the. Three Stooges type humor that they added to Evil Dead too. Well, I
1: think you get some of that with Bruce Campbell's performance in The Evil Dead, kind of just how he is. Right. So uh, they probably just kind of, you know, they jumped upon that in them for the second one, which right. the second one I know is a sequel, but it's kind of more also a it's like a reboot. Or, yeah, but they had yeah. money so they could they could do it. Right. Right.
0: So you get parts of the first one and yep. then hey, yep. but now yep. here's the, him the next day.
1: Yeah. All right. So let's get into it. Evil Dead rated. Rated R, definitely. <laughs> A runtime of ninety-one <laughs> minutes. Production budget of seventeen million dollars. Came out on April fifth, two thousand thirteen. Right off the bat, why are you not putting this out in October? That's ridiculous. I, I okay. mean, maybe in April because you're hoping that the DVD will be out by October. Okay. But again, you're missing an opportunity. And I don't. I I should have looked and see what came out in October in twenty thirteen, just to kind of see why maybe they were afraid of that date. I mean, who cares? You're the Evil Dead. This is true. <laughs> this is true. Uh, Opening weekend, it did $25 million, domestic 54, and worldwide 97.5. So it's definitely a hit. Uh, Production company was TriStar Pictures, Ghost House Pictures, which is basically Sam Raimi, Mm -hmm. and then Film District. Uh, It was distributed domestically by TriStar Pictures, and then Sony Pictures Releasing uh, handled the rest. But to be fair, Sony Pictures Releasing owns TriStar. So it's kind (laughs) of the same thing. Uh, Let's see. So it came out, like I said, April 5th, and it came up against only one big movie, and that was the Jurassic Park re-release. That was the only thing it came up against. So I guess good I guess that answers it. my question. <laughs> Why would you come out in April? The week before you had the host, not to be it's, this is not the host that was the Korean uh monster movie host. Which is really good. It, correct. It is actually the uh sci fi dystopian YA book, the host. Oh, I vague, I yeah. vaguely
0: remember that now. When I first read that, I was like, What?
1: Yeah. Uh, so that came out the week before, as well as Temptation, Confessions of a Marriage Counselor, which is a Tyler Perry movie based on a play that he wrote. Uh, the week after, so April 12th, you had Scary Movie 5, and then the, and 42, which is about Jackie Robinson, which is a good movie. I like that. Yes. And then the week after that, the 19th, only because I like to uh, put in like the closest horror movie, you had Lord, The Lords of Salem, which is Rob Zombie. And then you also had the movie Oblivion, which we both love, so I wanted to put it. That's <laughs> the Tom Cruise uh, in space, right? In space on Earth uh, in bl-
0: Oblivion, he's on Earth. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, you know, a sci-fi is probably right. what I meant to say. Well, he does go to space at some point. Well, he doesn't. Yes,
0: you're right. And he will be going to space again, uh, but he'll the be in space. space. That's right. Correct.
1: Uh, directed by Fetty Alvarez. He's also directed Don't Breathe, which came out after this. Which, which is I, also very I've good. never You've seen, seen that. that. No, I never That's saw it. Good. And he did the girl in the spider's web more recently. Yeah. Yeah, Agreed. Okay. Uh, your look on the look on your face. I agree. Well. Why? Like, the Fincher, the girl, with the dragon tattoo, the Fincher version is awesome. The
0: Fincher version is amazing. And it's exactly how you picture it in Mm -hmm. your head when you're reading the book. Yeah. It doesn't make sense they didn't do Daniel Craig and Rooney Mara.
1: Well, that's the thing. This is not, the girl in the spider's web is not based on any of the books, right? It's just its own story. It takes place after the books, which also doesn't make (laughs) sense because the way the movie plays, you kind of have to
0: see the other one, see what happened, at least in the first. Yeah. Not even girl with the dragon tattoo. It has so much to do with her family, which mm-hmm. is the second two books that you're left Correct. going.
1: After. That's why this the, the Spiderwebs, I don't. I think they just made up their own. I don't think it has anything to do with anything that the original writer wrote.
0: They did, and I don't even think it has to do with the sequel books
1: that. No, because um, the the, the sister well. characters is made up. Yeah. Uh, and the other thing is, uh, so you wanted to do your own thing with those characters. Fine, but it's always going to be compared to the dragon tattoo one, which for Fincher, which is awesome even right. the original is good right the swedish ones yeah. yeah uh so moving on <laughs> uh Fede alvarez, alvarez also wrote this movie along with uh, i'm gonna get this name wrong soto Sayages or saggies i apologize uh, he they also wrote don't breathe
0: Together. i think roto yeah i think you're right i, I, I you said it like stuttering but i think it was right um <laughs> i wish
1: i could i wish i can get every single name right that we do uh throughout the episodes but, but let's the apology is is put in there if I got your name wrong. It's, it's completely fine. Uh, this is obviously, we've already talked about it. It's based on the um, original movie that Sam Raimi did. Uh, he, if you don't know who Sam Raimi is, he did uh, the Spider-Man trilogy, the one with uh, Toby Maguire. And then he also did Drag Me to Hell, a bunch of other things. Cinematography by Aaron Morton. Uh, he's known for the Orphan Black TV show, which you have still not yet seen, Mr. Butler. I have not yet seen. The movie Boogeyman and the movie 30 Days of Night, which is actually not bad. Uh, let's see, what else? Composed by, I'm going to get this name wrong, Roque Banos. Roque Banos. excuse me, I apologize again. He did the Old Boy remake in 2013. He also did In the Heart of the Sea and The Miracle Season more recently. Produced by a bunch of people, but some of the, uh, Bruce Campbell's a big producer in this, Guillermo Carbonell and Alejandro Damiani. Campbell has produced all the Evil Dead series. He did the, um, he's part of the, he was on the Burn Notice, T- Burn Notice TV show. He played uh, Sam Axe in that. And he's also in Baba Hotep, if you don't know that. Uh, Carbonell has done a short called The Plague, and he did a short, he did uh, a couple shorts or a couple segments more recently of a thing called the Pandemic Anthology, which they kind of did while they were in quarantine. Uh, I don't know if you're aware of the pandemic that's been happening. Uh, yes, correct. No, I yeah, no don't worry about it. <laughs> and Damiani has done a movie called Asylum Twisted Horror and Fantasy Tales. I wonder what that's about. <laughs> uh, then edited by Brian Shaw, who has then a lot of the edit for the TV show *Ash vs Evil Dead*, which we both love, and *Born Racer*. R.I.P. They might listen. I they should do another one, but they have to convince Bruce Campbell of that. I don't. Think so. so the cast is relatively unknown, and that's probably why it's a seventeen million dollar budget. And I don't say unknown in a derogatory sense. It's just people that are, you know, you know, actors up on the up. You had Jane Levy as Mia. She is from, she plays Jackie Torrance in the Castle Rock TV show. I don't know if you've seen that yet. Uh, she's also more recently on the Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist TV show, and she's in Fun Size, and she's also in Don't Breathe. I think what she's more known for is Don't Breathe. I think that that kind of... And
0: Suburbatory. Or suburbatory, yeah, yeah.
1: that's a, that was was a TV show. show yeah. Yep. Shiloh Fernandez plays David. That is Mia's brother. He was in Red Riding Hood, the e- and he's in the East, and a movie called Syrup. Lou Taylor Pucci? hmm is that right? You think? Uh, so I would say. Apologies. He plays Eric. He's in AXL or Axel American Horror Story TV show season nine. Which one's that? Is that the one that just came out where they're at the summer camp? Oh, okay, that, excellent. And he's good. also in a movie called Ava's Possessions. And the reason why I bring that up is because my buddy Adrian Correa shot Ava's Possessions. He was actually the cinematography on that. So oh, cool. uh, check it out. Um, I, I'm I didn't even ask him if he knew if he kind of talked to Lou or Mister Pucci. I should have asked him how he say his last name. That would have been, would have been good. <laughs> Darn it. Jessica Lucas as Olivia. She was in Pompeii, Cloverfield, The Covenant, and she's more. Uh, she's actually on the TV show Gotham. Elizabeth Blackmore as Natalie. She is David's girlfriend in this. She's in Vampire Diaries TV show and Legend of the Seeker TV show. And then finally, Jim McLarty, who's the father in the beginning, Harold. Uh, he was in the 2005 King Kong, Lovely Bones, but on other Mike's favorites. And then 2016 Pete's track <laughs> But that's it. Small
0: cast. Uh, you forget about Inca who played Grandpa the dog.
1: That's it. Small cast. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as you saw the dog, it's like that dog's dying. Like yeah. it, as soon as you saw it. That, that. That's one of my one of
0: my notes in the in the whole thing. Like the first note when the dog appears, it's like it's the laziest form of filmmaking and writing is adding a dog just so it could die. It's like why? Oh, just so you can have an emotional moment for no reason.
1: Well, my note I have the note is well. <laughs> there's two reasons why the dog dies, and I'm okay with. Killing the dog just because you need to show the hole that leads to the shed. Right. Because Mia has to go through the hole. So, okay. But to your point, yeah. As soon as you see an animal, a domestic animal in a horror movie the dog the, the it's, it's dying right so don't be surprised when it's cut or something happens it's dying Horror movie or an action movie it's well like, not an in independence day four which is so terrible when they save that do you remember id4 when oh independent dog, you said
0: independence day four i was like
1: oh, oh sorry excuse me id4 oh
0: you mean when the dog jumps the fireball at the that end? is so lame i fucking love that that's dog lame the fireball. that is lame that like the... make it dog make it dog that's lame uh <laughs> what, would you rather have the dog engulfed by fire
1: uh, I'd rather have believability.
0: That's not what Independence <laughs> Day is about. <laughs>
1: All right. So off the top, before we get into the movie, I'm going to say this. I prefer my Evil Dead schlocky and I prefer Army of Darkness. Ash vs Evil Dead. I prefer that type of Evil Dead. To okay. me, that's synonymous. I'm not. This just a heads up. To me, that's synonymous with the Evil Dead franchise. Sure. So I don't want I'm trying not to view this movie through that lens. I'm trying to view it as a, on its own. Okay. Do you know what I mean? I get that. Okay. I don't know how you feel. So Evil Dead started as the goriest, grossest,
0: most terrifying The Evil Dead. The original Sam Raimi 1982 film was terrifying to audiences when it came out. Yes, I agree. It was super violent, super gory, banned all over the place. That was what Evil Dead was when it began. And it became this, had comedy moments and had that horror in Evil Dead too, And then it went to Army of Darkness and it became... Very sticky, and I love Army of Darkness. But to me, I do prefer my Evil Dead's Evil Dead Two. I think with that perfect mix of comedy and horror. Well, that's what Drag Me to Hell horror. is. Yeah, I don't like Drag Me to Hell. That really? Much. Right. I, I just, I mm, it has, well, it, it has, has moments that's that are what I'm amazing. Saying. That's what I'm saying. It's the, it's more the story of of Drag Me to Hell. Okay. Yeah. But I do love that Sam Raimi has added some of that back. That horror that isn't. It's not trying to be a scary movie type. The, the way in brother scary movies like a comedy, a spoof, but it has comedy in there that levity and it still has really scary scenes, really creepy creatures. But the original Evil Dead is also amazing, and I love that. And when I was starting to be like, All right, I want to be an actor, I want to be a filmmaker, and you know, you le- read about how different people make it, and the way like Sam Raimi and so many people make it by doing these low budget horror movies, and he's like the ultimate low budget horror movie maker that really made something amazing that's one of the reasons i really caught on to the evil dead franchise was was latching on to, okay what did he do in this with no budget that maybe i could kind of replicate in some way of like the the chutzpah or the the, the drive that made them do this movie with no budget and so much blood and the actors and cold nights and just it was it was awful experience to make the movie and they made something amazing yeah that's what evil Dead is to me and it's that that commitment to the practical effects and not cheaping out and and scaring your audience and really kind of going over the top and and that's what i really love about evil dead and the fact that anything can happen in evil dead it's not a slasher movie it's not necessarily a monster movie either
1: there are rules but the rules are broken they're not you don't have don't pay attention to like well wait a minute how could she uh, slice her tongue in half, but she's still okay. I, like that kind of stuff. Like,
0: yeah, because it's I, just pure. I, right. it's just whatever.
1: It's, yes, agreed. Oh well, to your point. Um, when they first started this movie, Fetty Alvarez said he wanted to do all practical, uh, be, because to honor the original. Because, mm-hmm. but what I make it, it makes me laugh because most of his other movies are CGI centric and he doesn't like CGI that's how he got the job yeah doing a I CGI. know <laughs> so so but he didn't want to do that for this movie because he wanted to honor the originality of the first one or the other ones and that's great but there are CGI moments in this there are and and, and there's only there's no other way to do these moments without that CGI so
0: but the that, CGI moments are don't happen often true or at least not that you see there are two glaring moments that you and I were talking about before the podcast well go ahead so the the opening scene is obviously when she's burned. Yeah, so yep. you you declare it's no CG, it's all real, and our first horror shot is all CG. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Which is still a, it's still a cool shot and it's a very tense opening. Yeah. But that's CG and then there's another scene where um David's girlfriend's second hand gets blown off. Right. And that is she's holding it up and like you said there's no other way to do that because it's the bare arm being held up. Right it's CG as a blood splurting and you don't have the top of your hand. You're showing the whole thing. There's no way to hide it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But even when she's walking towards David mm-hmm. and she's just like, obviously she has that. She's obviously wearing the sleeves because she's not tucking her arms behind exactly. her back, which, you know, that's fine. I get that. That just don't, don't think we don't understand that.
0: Well, the one, the one thing I don't get is the other arm wasn't CG, but the new arm is CG Yeah. I don't know. and the yeah. new arm. It's just, yeah. it's more that the, that CG shot mm-hmm. isn't very well done. Yeah. And I think the fact that everything else was pretty much practical really points out when the the CG moments are just like, "Mm,
1: yeah, come on. (laughs) (laughs) But that's fine. uh, CGI, CG should be there to enhance and help the movie. You should do as much practical as you can. I can forgive CG uh, if it's not the only thing. You know, I can forgive the the effects. If if that's like in action movies now, when they have huge gunfights and like all the blood splatters, all digital yep. i mean for a low budget film okay fine you do what you can i get that because there's low budget filmmakers have such a plethora of resources now and tools that they can use with adobe photo with adobe premiere pro and all the all the adobe creative crowd cloud up we're not doing an ad i'm just saying <laughs> um there's so many things that they can do now and i get why you would do that when you do like a sh- independent oh, if i sure. see a movie that was made for two million dollars and i and that you can see all the digital effects i'm fine with that because they're using what they can But a big budget movie, just using
0: a squib. Yeah, Yeah, you
1: can't use squibs at at some point. I mean, there's just such a more visceral reaction with squibs than than anything. If they're done well. All right, let's get off that topic. (laughs) Here's the the first thing I'm going to tell you. I walk into a room with 30 dead cats hanging off the room. I'm leaving. I'm not. I'm leaving. I'm not staying at the cabin. It's their family (laughs) cabin. They're going to have to clean it up at some point anyway. Which I I didn't understand because I want you to because I'm unfamiliar with the timeline with because this is supposed to be within the uh, timeline of ash Listen, they're Explain all it to they're me.
0: all over the place with that according to because i have i own the blu-ray well i should probably say that i'm an evil dead super fan I've, well, i love evil dead why do you think i'm asking so, you this question I, I, get <laughs> I just want i just want to put that out there so like when i'm talking about evil dead and you know i'm gushing over this movie or the other evil dead movies or why i put this on the list sure. is, is that i really i, I like horror films but I love Evil Dead, and that's mm-hmm. pretty much what got me into liking horror films. Bruce Campbell says that you could almost imagine this taking place in an alternate universe. Like the book goes from universe to universe, parallel universe. Okay. So it's not necessarily the same cabin, but it's, this, it's the same cabin in a different Earth, essentially.
1: So then his car is in that alternate reality?
0: But <laughs> like Fede says that it could be a sequel. Like the other Evil Dead could have happened. And then now this Evil Dead happened and they just found the book again. Yeah. So and other people say, no, it's just a complete like Rob Tappert, who was a producer on this film, who was. He's Sam Raimi's producer partner. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. He says that this is a complete reboot, a complete reimagining. Okay. So in that case.
1: The Ash Stuff doesn't.
0: The Ash Stuff doesn't exist and this cabin is all new. So it depends on what you're who you're talking to. I think Fede Alvarez is such a fan of Evil Dead. He wants this to be a sequel. Rob Tappert doesn't want this to be a sequel because he worked on the original. He's got so much respect for the original. It doesn't have Ash in it. He wants, he'd prefer it to be a whole new movie, a whole new universe. Right. And you got Bruce Campbell who wants to promote the film, but also wants nothing to do with the film because he didn't want at that time. He would, if no one could play, he only, he could play Ash.
1: I, which I agree. I think that's a role that nobody else should ever play.
0: Right. And that's why I'm okay with this. Not having the comedy, because if you don't have Ash, I almost all your no. comedy comes from Ash. No, and so you can't really. When they were first thinking about making a sequel, they were thinking about bringing in different.
1: People. Did you see? Did you read who they were going to bring in? Uh,
0: Marlon Way, uh, Marlon Wanns,
1: Wayans and Ashton Kutcher. And Ashton
0: Kutcher. But I had also read, John William Scott was also under consideration. There's no.
1: There's no other person that you shouldn't even take that role. I mean, like that's if I I'm not an actor and I'm not trying to make my bones in acting. <laughs> but if I I, I mean I, I there's got to be some roles that are so iconic that you don't want to step on. Yeah, it'd be rough. Yeah.
0: Although I think Sean William Scott would have done an okay job. But
1: he was. Um, But But, he's not Bruce Campbell. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. And the amount of crap Bruce Campbell put himself through. Yeah. It'd be tough to get an actor who's willing to do so much self harm to themselves for a role. Yeah. I mean, he's an actor that will commit to the bit. One hundred percent.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, if you want to, if you want that same style, then just make him his cousin or his nephew or his whatever, or his niece, you know, like mm-hmm. don't make him Ash. Ash is always going to be Bruce Campbell from now until eternity. And right. whoever you put in there will never be as good as him as Ash. That's just, I'm sorry, but that's, that's the thing. No one will be ever as good as Harrison Ford as Indiana Jones. It's just how it is. Yep. yep. Absolutely. So anyways, back to the timelines. You, all So it's alternate realities, okay. alternate
0: realities or far in the sequel, like someone just found the cabin in the woods and bought the cabin. Right. Or it's just a whole new thing.
1: Right. Okay. Just about the cabin. Two things. One, that's the biggest seller I've ever seen in a cabin in my entire life.
0: I don't know much about cabins. Yeah. I didn't mind the seller. The is pretty much spot on the original.
1: Right. But The the whole
0: cabin looks great. The whole cabin is mostly spot on with the original. But the bathroom.
1: Hold on. Go ahead. The bathroom's fucking huge. Well, here's the thing. It's not. Well, there's a scene where, and maybe I missed, maybe I didn't get it right. When Eric is first looking at the book, Mm -hmm. he's already... Oh, he's already read the passage. Yep. And Olivia, I guess, their boyfriend and girlfriend, I guess. I'm I assuming. would imagine, she's, or at least he really likes it. She's her, in the cool. room and she tells him, you know, you really you should come downstairs with us. She's he's she says that, right? She's she tells him to come downstairs. She
0: says, come downstairs. I don't remember. She does because okay. there's no second
1: floor to the cabin. No, there's not. So I uh, mean uh, she says that and I go, Whoa, what? So they have expanded Maybe it's maybe it's a Doctor Who thing and they've expanded the box. It's bigger (laughs) on the inside than the outside. But there is no second floor. But they have said that there's a second floor in the movie. I think that was probably just a script mistake. They probably
0: just like come to the living room or something and they just come downstairs. And and their bathroom is attached
1: to their bedroom. That bathroom that she dies in. Which I think is
0: the only bathroom, which is weird. Uh,
1: Yeah, there's a little bit some inconsistencies with inside the house. And clearly you don't really care, obviously. Right. So, yeah, so that was one thing. That's the other thing I wanted to bring up. If I see a book that has warnings and evil shit in the book, I close it. The second thing, I don't, I don't continue to read out loud. And I, you don't take stencil. What a moron! Head, I mean, know? I'm just gonna. I'm doing the. Uh, I'm doing the uh, guy who watches the horror movie in the theater. Yeah. What an idiot! Don't do it. No, <laughs> don't do the thick. car. Huh? And when he comes down, he's like, "I released something evil. Really." Real, we hadn't noticed.
0: <laughs> they don't notice. They don't notice until like, way oh, late.
1: late. God. <laughs> when, when everything happens and uh, she, why, go, when his girlfriend, uh, why go back in the house? Why go down the cellar? You clearly have seen some bad shit happening. <laughs> why, why go in there? Stuff like that. It's, but it's a horrible, so Yeah. Cares, so you gotta, yeah. you gotta do it. Yeah, exactly. All right. So I mean, I'm trying to figure out where we can go from here. So,
0: well, let me start with asking you the question, because obviously I like this movie a lot. What do you think of this movie? Like your overall, like your overall then?
1: Uh, it moves quick, mm-hmm. which I appreciate. And it's actually it, the longest Evil Dead movie in the entire franchise. <laughs> which is which is pretty uh, which is pretty good. I don't really. Maybe because they're not well-known actors and actresses when they made this mm-hmm. and they're really not they're in a little they're in some, some smaller things now but you wouldn't know them unless you watch some of the tv shows i think that helps it you know it's you don't bringing any kind of baggage from another ip or another franchise in over or another role it's you know it's right. relatively new um i i don't i i liked it i mean it's i like i said like i i it's not the other stuff so mm-hmm. i can't i don't want to compare it to that evil dead i want to compare it to maybe movies that are in that vein now horror Which, movies i don't
0: think there are a lot i think that's another reason i really like this movie. well
1: there's not as this has got a lot of bloody and blood and gore and that's fine right I, there's not, the not a lot of movies time, it's like not that like a
0: hostile kind of movie no no no, no it's a blood and gore without being a
1: saw yeah no because saw has got that mystery element this does not have right. it so yes i enjoyed it i did not not like it it's a it's a good it's a good watch it's mm-hmm. it's, it's it's like i said it moves fast it's interesting it's fun it, you know there's you love horror, you love different moments, and there's a lot of stuff that harkens back to the original stuff, like little, like the the phrases that they, oh, yeah, say, they say and say, stuff like that. a lot
0: of dialogue. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So uh, that's fun. Uh, the idea that, you know, she cuts off her arm with the meat slicer, mm-hmm. which I don't think is going to cut through a bone, that's but that's what fine. I, that's one of my notes. I don't yeah. think
0: turkey carvers can get through that thick of bone. Right.
1: And so, but that's the other thing. Like, so I don't know how long they've been to this apartment, uh, excuse me, this cabin, because that meat slicer is from the 70s or from the 80s.
0: I think the parents, I, I imagine just like the parents, but A, the mother's dead. Right. We don't know anything about the father, really. Right. So we don't know how long it's been since N- they've been there. But nor the
1: other people that were hanging out that were basically taking over their cabin. Well, They're the hillbillies
0: the, that killed the daughter.
1: Yeah, I know, but.
0: But the gypsies or whatever. Yeah, I mean. but
1: the father, because so I was assuming that they were using the cabin, the father and the daughter were. Oh
0: no, I just assumed that the daughter had run off and that was the closest cabin they could use. Maybe they were in another cabin or in that setting.
1: Well, that's the other thing. It's this is your getaway. Like you're in the middle of nowhere. What are you doing out there in your getaway? There's
0: just (laughs) reading books, (laughs) playing board games, getting killed, getting killed. I mean, they probably go there during the summer and not like the fall or wherever this takes place. So
1: I guess I'm going to ask you if you enjoyed this or you liked this part that Mia is, Quote unquote, the bad one, because she's she's the one that gets infected. Right. She gets possessed. She's killing her friends. Then they turn her and David saves her. And then she ends up becoming almost the quote unquote hero at the end. Right. That doesn't feel earned, her stuff at the end, because she hasn't had to go through, or at least we haven't had to see her struggle to go through you know, being terrorized, she's just been the one doing the terrorizing, even though it's not her. Uh, I don't agree. I'm That's saying on the face, not if you think back and say, well, she's possessed. It's not her. She, who knows what she she's got? Going the on whole at.
0: divine thing she right. got.
1: Yeah. No, I, I she hear got you. That
0: black sludge up her. Uh, you know what? Yes. I mean, and I imagine because when she goes, Oh, it was horrible. I think she remembers everything she did as well. OK, so it, it's I think she does suffer enough.
1: I'm saying, but you don't see it. You just see you see her vessel doing the bad right. stuff. But I think she earns her survival. I I'm not survived, I'm not saying she doesn't. I'm just radi- I'm wondering if it's not as much as it could have been if she, because she doesn't she's not the... That's all. I mean I was she,
0: I was okay with it because I like that twist at the end. You think all right, David's our ash character and then he bites it at the end and it goes and becomes Mia. Right. And that's kind of like the twist. It's like if Ash was able to save Cheryl his sister in the uh, original movies. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And then Cheryl kind of ends up defeating the evil. Mm-hmm. So, although the Nash evil, that he ends up re killing her again. <laughs> and that's
1: right. Oh man, I forgot that. Do you like that? Uh, there's so many people losing hands and, ar- and arms in this movie. Like, I know there's, like, that's like that happens in the original. He cuts his own arm off. Right. Do you like that it's like three? Like, she even pulls her arm out from underneath the Jeep.
0: I thought that if. And that's, yeah, I. Go ahead. The turkey carver is really great, but her pulling her arm off is, I think, better. And if she's that hero character, she earns that ash moment. Yeah. So then I don't think you should have the turkey
1: carver. You, you lose
0: that. Yeah. But I think both are so gross, and so well done, that I'm okay with it. And they're both different kind of eviscerations. Yeah, I gotcha. So I respect the amount of of work that goes into those shots. Like her, her pulling off the arm is an awesome prosthetic shot, but the the scene where what's his girlfriend's name Elizabeth. Natalie, Natalie, playbill. So Natalie is chopping up that turkey carver is basically. I could swear that hands like it bends, Mm -hmm. and then she chops it. So that's really, really well done, Mm -hmm. and I can respect the. Which is one of the things I like about horror movies is because often their stories aren't that great. Correct. Respect the amount of work that goes into the effects, the practical effects, which is another reason I really like this film using these practical effects. It's like I'm watching it and I'm not as grossed out as I am. Intrigued by like, how
1: they fucking do that? That's so right. cool. Right.
0: Well, what what effect the arm? The turkey carver arm. Right. Jane Levy's arm is is probably like um some fake. kind of sil- it's still yeah. that yeah was attached to that well stump. they
1: never show her in the same shot of her pulling the arm fake out that. so it's probably just somebody pulling let and she's not even there one fake arm pulling another and yeah, yeah, yeah 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 some kind of putty snapping yeah yeah, yeah. I'm but sure the that's... turkey carver arm
0: is like oof the other note thing is CG that I don't really like is when is when Olivia has chopped her cheek out. And that's pretty CGI.
1: Yeah, you gotta add uh, some stuff there. Ring.
0: Yeah. It's it's creepy, but it's clearly not real.
1: The stuff, the pages in the book, were those always in there? The different pictures they keep showing? Because they're mimicking stuff in the book, like the face coming off and the they,
0: book is completely remade for this movie, okay.
1: That's what I thought.
0: But they did make a book that every page in that book has been illustrated by an illustrator, which I think is really
1: no, true. no, no. I know that I meant, I meant like, was it specific for this movie, like you said it was. Yeah, they actually have the image from the poster in the book that they use at the end to kind of give me a baddie to fight, a bad person, the to abomination. Fight. Yeah, right? what I didn't get all that. That's that's something they made for the movie, right? That's not.
0: That's not something from Evil Dead lore. Right, because no, that yeah. was just from the poster. They were saying with enough sacrifices, you know, the, the abomination.
1: Which I wanted to ask you, when they talk about how they come out and they needed five souls mm-hmm. to take, that's for this movie alone, that's right? That's for this okay. movie alone. Do you like that, that they, they kind of changed that a little, or no?
0: Again, Evil Dead plays by its own rules. Right. You can't. Maybe that has always been in Evil Dead. We just, they didn't care about that. Right. Because as far as the, evil, the other Evil Dead movies go, they don't really read from the book. Other than uh, Noby's daughter reads from the book to bring forth the evil in flesh, and then suck it through the time portal.
1: Well, Ash reads from the book in the beginning. Ash was evil dead to impress yeah, the girl. He's drunk. <laughs> yeah,
0: when uh, <laughs> I love that in the. Original movie and in in the sequel Evil Dead Two, they play the recorder, so it's just Nobby having yeah, the book. Yeah, right. So right. they don't aren't really like going through and going, oh look at this passage. Yeah. Once that recording happens and Shelly gets scared, they just kind of go, all right, we'll forget about the book, mm-hmm. but it's too late. In this movie, Eric's just like, oh look at this, oh yeah, He's looking at this he's, picture. He's and that scratching picture. things out.
1: He's like, oh, let me just say it out loud. Why? Why do you need to say it out loud? Although
0: I don't think a pay- book that old will give you a paper cut.
1: On the pages yeah although I know?
0: get it's an evil book
1: it just he puts it down and he's mm-hmm. like and I the shot is obviously meant for you know it's, it's a nice shot when he's sitting there staring at the book and then he's like all right time to chop off get get this barbed wire on there It's so <laughs> difficult to get to this book maybe you shouldn't open it then dude <laughs> yeah just, If everything coming
0: <laughs> I really like the book on the inside I like the pages I like how they're written I like the scrawled notes yeah like you can tell it's been through a bunch of people's hands right 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 by. right. I'm not a big fan of what the outside of the book looks like. Uh, Well, it looks... With the skin coverings.
1: It's the, With the exception of the original, where the face, it's the same,
0: isn't it? Yeah, but without the face, I just feel like... I mean, I get that it's human skin grafted on, but it looks like a spent an old baseball. <laughs> it's just like, that is not really an I got interesting you. looking yeah. outside. All right. The face really makes the Book of the Dead, I think.
1: So there were 70,000 gallons of blood that they used to make this movie. And they, yep. shot, they shot it 95% in order because it was easier to keep track of the blood spatter in the movie. Oh, yeah. So I, I get that. Um,
0: that also helps, I think, with your actors.
1: He, yeah, no, I, 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 I well, like shooting in order, right. but I understand when you can't. Um, but it, it was banned. It's still banned in Ukraine for extreme violence. But oh. that it was
0: actually NC17 in the US, and they had to cut out. And they were okay with
1: it being NC17, and the studio was like, "No, no, no, we needed to be R," because because the first one was an NC17. Correct. And but
0: nowadays, movie theaters won't even show. Yeah,
1: because they're yeah, their voices.
0: Yeah, like our well, movie theater company doesn't. Well, maybe get they, they
1: should. Uses. Well, maybe they'll get people to actually yeah. show up.
0: You say your movie's the most terrifying movie of all time. Yeah, you're going to get people although they got people to show up so it doesn't really matter
1: yeah i know that's the poster uh, uh it's what's the poster again it's the most like terrifying a, yeah, film you'll ever experience yeah exactly I have that poster. of course you do uh i should also say i didn't bring this up before uh, when i was talking about the writers so alvarez and i'm going to say his name wrong again say just
0: say roto uh, man
1: roto roto, <laughs> roto are not um their english is not their first language so they had diablo cody come in and polish it and then quote unquote Americanize the script but it's uncredited. So she, so, whoa, look at my that. Main this, my main problem with the script
0: is the dialogue. Ooh, go. please and, do so tell. You get, and this is another thing. I'm not a big fan of Diablo Cody as a writer. right. Okay. I, I hate Juno, Juno. I hate
1: Juno. Well, here's the thing about Juno. It's t- it. The first 30 minutes are tough because it's all like that, that quick snappy witty dialogue that's supposed to be like, Oh, hip and stuff like that. And then it gets into the story a little bit. So the, so it's a little bit more interesting, but I understand what you're saying. I agree. So, you don't like Jennifer's body?
0: I've actually never seen Jennifer's body. You
1: might like that. That's it. A little bit of the same with the dialogue, but you might like that. I
0: hated Juno so much that even Megan Fox in like a swimsuit wasn't enough to get me to go to the theater. (laughs) Not liking Juno aside, she's known for her snappy dialogue. Correct. The dialogue in this movie is my main and mostly only complaint about this film is the dialogue is so not great, and I I don't know if it's the the woodenness of some of these actors or if it's the screenplay but
1: it's just like for example tell me like specifically
0: just everything like david is just so one note and he doesn't really have much emotion other than maybe when he's banging on the door after grandpa dies right grandpa's their dog (laughs) (laughs) uh and i i I guess eric has some kind is kind of he emotes and jane levy acts the crap out of this movie mia is amazing in this movie but I think that also doesn't help is that she is such a strong actor and the rest of them aren't as strong as her, maybe. Mm-hmm. Or she's just written strong and no one else has written that strong that it's like she outshines everyone else in the film. And it's just it's it's a glaring issue with the film that I have.
1: Well, everyone in the movie is there to die. That's the only reason they're in the movie is to die and die horribly. Right. Except Mia. She is there to survive.
0: I think David is not just there just to die. Right. And right Eric right. is there to get to die and die. <laughs> Well, oh, you're okay when they're dying. dying. Oh my god, I, I remember when I watched this in the theater the first time, I laughed. Oh yeah. When he gets beaten up in the cellar, mm-hmm. and stabbed again, yeah. Because it's just this guy. Every scene he's in, yeah. he gets beat up. He <laughs> never gets like sacri- He never gets to like stand at the side. Everything <laughs> bad happens to him and everybody. That's else. because he
1: read the book probably like, too. That's why this punishment. Like,
0: this guy, crowbar, nails, needles. Stabbed, everything, shot.
1: I love that. The, the, I love the move. It's always to put your hand in front of your face. What do you think is going to happen? You has got a crowbar. She's going to beat the crap out of your hand. Huh? Oh
0: man, that hand splits apart. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: That's tough. That's tough. And then he just dies.
0: <laughs> he just... Well, that's the thing. Does he die, or is he just passed out from all his wounds? Well, he and gets. Then comes... David puts him face down in the water. It's like, bro, what if your friend's just passed out? You're, you're drowning him, and he comes back as <laughs> yeah, a deadite.
1: Exactly, man. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they also so David actually saves Mia by burying her alive, mm-hmm. and then they have they they do they try to do the whole evil dead thing when he's gonna make the when, when he's he, making the chainsaw. No, no, he doesn't make the chainsaw arm. Well, he no, makes I know. the um the defibrillator, the defibrillator, yeah. but it's supposed to be it's supposed to mission. be like that. But then I'm I'm thinking, how does he know how to do all this? And for a mechanic for an abandoned (laughs) cabin, they sure have a lot of supplies and tools already at the hand uh, ready to go.
0: Well, it's not abandoned. Well, it's abandoned in the fact that they never used it again. Imagine just after the mother died, they just never went back.
1: But it still had all the crap. I got the impression that they hadn't used it since they were in high school or teenagers or something like that. Some of those photos are supposed to be them younger. Yeah. But regardless of that. buries are alive. She pops up. He resuscitates her and the demon's gone, I guess, because there's three ways that you can. Exercise, Get, exercise, a demon. The demon, which is fire, purification by uh, dismemberment, by the and then by, burying them by up, bearing, by her. bearing them alive. But they actually really buried me alive in mm-hmm. the movie. Uh, I didn't know. I didn't know if you knew that, but to give David a real sense of fear. But like they had everything was all set like she had, like she could breathe and stuff like that. But he really did bury her alive in the in the movie when they're in the production
0: so that he had a sense of urgency. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I, so. I like that. I like all that stuff.
1: Yeah. Now, do you know about the alternate ending?
0: See, I know about the alternate ending, and I know about another alternate ending, which now I can't find anything about.
1: Okay, which one? Which so, one
0: can't you find about? Well, well one, go, which one could, can't you talk about? Talk about the you do talk about the other one, and I'll talk about the third ending that okay, I can't okay. So anywhere.
1: at the end of the movie, she they have her walking on the road, mm-hmm. right? She collapses. Trucker, this is me I'm talking about. Trucker picks her up, and he's gonna take her to hospital. But then also she wakes up suspiciously, like she just her eyes pop open, like you're supposed to assume that she's still possessed, which is a little. Eh, I don't like that. No, me neither. Yeah, oh, go ahead. Another
0: alternate ending that I had read, they actually filmed, but now I can't find anything about it, <laughs> was that Mia gets out of the woods, gets to the side of a road. A big semi-truck comes by. She has her thumb out. The truck stops. It's an S-Mart truck. Oh, nice. And Ash is there, and he opens the door for her to bring her in, and he sees that she's got one arm. He sees her all the shovel, and he's basically like, Oh, no, not again. And that's how the movie ends.
1: Well, I know that Bruce Campbell had mentioned, had talked about how they really wanted to do a a sequel where they both team up. Yeah. The original
0: plan was do Army of Darkness 2. Yes. And then go on and do a team up movie. Yes.
1: Yeah. I mean, what the hell, man?
0: (laughs) I think that would have been cool.
1: But did you see that they announced in June that there's a new movie coming out called Evil Dead Rise?
0: I did see that written
1: and directed by Lee Cronin, personally handpicked by Sam Raimi. So there is a new one coming, apparently.
0: I don't see. I don't like that. Why? See, that's the thing. That's one of the reasons I think this movie is forgotten. It's I mean, audiences seem to like it. But it's not it's not. I don't think it's given the. The kudos that it deserves being it's, it's the practical effects, being that they succeeded in really successfully. Doing a nice homage to the original while making their own film. And it's just immediately being forgotten about by the creators. Let's just move on. Let's make another reboot of The Evil Dead now.
1: Well, Fede Alvarez, they wanted to do him and his writing partner, which I'm not going to get the name right, (laughs) were basically, I guess, within they wanted to do another movie, but it was between that and Don't Breathe 2. And he got outvoted. They were like, we think Don't Breathe 2 will do better. So that's what they're moving on to um, because he wanted to do Evil Dead 2. But that being said, to your point about it being forgotten, I think that because it's A remake, reboot, whatever, because it's so aligned with the Evil Dead franchise that it never can become its own movie. It can never be looked upon as something different. So even if it's good, yeah, as you say, you like it. I think that people just lump it with all the other Evil Dead stuff and they don't either... Not that they go back to it or they never even revisit it. Maybe they don't. You know what I mean? They they're used to what they've seen already with Evil Dead with with Bruce Campbell. Yeah. Maybe they don't like those already. They're not their cup of tea. Or it's just like eh, it's fine. It's just a remake. Okay, moving on. But also remember, we're in a day and age where five movies come out on a weekend.
0: No, for you sure. You know what yeah. I mean?
1: So it's like it's it's not a movie that like Evil Dead where you has that you has that cult following because you appreciate just how it was put together and the two other movies subsequent like they're just. They just get better and better. But this movie is, again, it's it's all practical effects. It's
0: still a different kind of horror movie, which, Don't Breathe is, is similar in that it's it's real. It's a different kind of story. But it's still one dude, a Jason-type serial killer or a, a Michael Myers-type guy. This movie is so is so different and unique, and it's not like Conjuring or Poltergeist or well, any of these con- slasher movies based, yeah. <laughs> It's not like a ghost, and it's not. A stalker killer it's really this this evil and this anything can happen nod to old films and these practical effects and this this blood and this interesting horror film that people seem to enjoy i mean this movie made a lot of money it made way more than its money back yep and when it came out people really it really resonated with people and people really liked it so i just think it's really weird that now it's no let's just let's go with the new Evil Dead. Let's let's see if we can reboot it again. Yeah. And I don't know if I agree with that. And I also know that Evil Dead Rise is supposed to feature a female protagonist this so, time. So not Mia? Not, well, obviously not me. It's going to be its own whole new thing.
1: Oh, it has nothing to do with this got, one? That's why I don't like it. That's why oh, I think it's forgotten. Now it's got on.
0: nothing to do with this. So it's like you're going to reboot it again. No Ash because they're not convincing him to come back.
1: The, that's, well, to that point too. I keep saying that mo- to that point. Um, they went on from this to do the star series, right. So I mean, they were do they did that for a couple of years. so mm-hmm. he's his focus was probably all on that, yeah, I get that so maybe maybe it didn't really that's another reason why they kind of forgot this. They got the the got itch Ash to Back. do Evil Dead, and they right. wanted to continue the Ash saga. And
0: but that rise will be its own reboot. Rise isn't going to have anything to do with the old ones either, most likely. yeah. So that kind of affects it, I think, in a way. But I also think that in the new one, if they want to do a female protagonist, I don't know if I agree with that. Like, it seems like everything wants to be the new the new female version of this or that, which it's fine. It's whatever. But the, the thing about Evil Dead is it's interesting, is that you have that male protagonist. He's your final girl because every horror movie has a final girl. So I think that's just very samey to do that again.
1: But uh, I get that okay. you also don't want to copy Ash. But what other what other franchise has like a, a, a male protagonist? That's the one that survives and horror films. Yeah. Do oh, you think of off the top of your head? Gremlins, maybe, but that's not really a horror film. I don't think you can count Poltergeist because Craig T. Nelson's. is the family, and it's about his daughter, and no one dies. <laughs> can't, can you count Patrick Wilson in Conjuring?
0: No, because he's based on a real person, yeah. and so they're not. They didn't die from any of their hauntings.
1: You're right. I can't think of where it's the guy, where it's a male lead. Well, Dewey from Scream, but it's not really about him. It's about Nev Campbell.
0: Exactly, and she lives
1: yeah yeah you're right yeah
0: so in terms of that i'm like okay i get you want to be against formula your own formula but by doing that you're going with formula you're being coming you're chasing
1: you're chasing the money yeah i mean that could be something like we're not interested in making another uh you know movie with an ash type character but if you perhaps make it female or you do it that's maybe that's i don't know yeah. who, who knows what goes into that I mean, it's just something different though it's also something different from what the franchise has done so they might What's be just I mean, yeah. going a different direction but
0: by going in a different direction right. for your franchise you right. go in a, you go in the same direction as the rest of the genre mm-hmm. although like that's why if you bring mia back she kind of half earned, like she i know you don't think she necessarily earns it but she kind of at <sighs> least in that movie david brings her back and david was kind of the focus and does this twist not from the whole film but just at the very end right so you get okay this guy's gonna win this is the fight this is your your main character mm-hmm. he's got to learn his lesson which he does kind of learn his lesson as well which is another thing i like about this film is that there are themes throughout it and a, and a horror movie like this or horror movies nowadays very often don't have themes anymore yep they're very much yeah yeah it's a slash movie just like the slash movies of the past it's like yeah but all of those movies back then always had a theme like a through line and even if maybe their stories were just, yeah, let's kill, kill, kill. Their characters were given this, have this lesson to learn. And this film brings that back in in Mia and in David. And Eric learns his lesson to not read from old fucking
1: books. Idiot. (laughs) So stupid. Eric's the real villain here because he just brought all this to them. Idiot. He's also a dick. (laughs) I do like the fact that the actor... Purposely wanted to wear those glasses and have his. He wanted to look like the eighties. Yeah. So I think that's awesome. I think that's he's he of all the characters, he's the oh, one that sure. that was like, listen, I love Evil Dead. I want to I want to do as much as I can to look like that. That was great. I loved that. But his character's a jerk.
0: He's also got the. I also like that he does the. Everything's okay. Everything's fine because that's an Ash line. Yeah. He goes crazy and Evil Dead too. I love yeah. that. I also love the, the Oldsmobile in the in the driveway. Yes. And the necklace he gives Mia, David gives Mia in the beginning, is very similar to the necklace Ash gives his girlfriend in Evil Dead One and Two. Mm-hmm. And at the end of this film, when Mia picks up the necklace that was on the ground, it's in the shape of a skull, which is exactly how it was in the uh, original Evil Dead film.
1: So they changed it.
0: They made it like a brown necklace, right? Oh, you silver. mean it
1: was sh- it was when dropped, yeah, when yeah, it's yeah. dropped, I the uh, necklace. Yeah. I
0: thought you meant the necklace itself changed. changed. That's oh, no, like, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Although I don't think this necklace has the glass in the center. This
1: one didn't. No, it looked like yeah, a tire. Which I think
0: the original one had glass in the center.
1: Yeah. Yeah, uh, it, yes. So Who would you recommend this movie to?
0: This is tough because I think our normal audience I mean if you're listening to forgotten horror, you clearly like horror films or you want to
1: or you like the sound of our voice or you like the sound. Of our voice. <laughs> all right calm down in which case i got audio <laughs> all right calm down <laughs> i know uh, this is the last episode in the season so we we push our own stuff but come on now <laughs> i'm pushing hard
0: uh i think that if you enjoy horror or let, uh, let me put it this way okay i liked the original evil dead growing up a, because it was creepy and had Bruce Campbell, who I already liked from his other films that he had done, Briscoe County Jr. and
1: oh. Vena. Was her that case. after?
0: Wasn't that after? This was after. Well, yeah. as a kid, I didn't start watching it, Evil Dead. No, anymore. I got you. I got Although you. I did probably watch it in like sixth or seventh grade. I just bought it. Jeez, dude. My parents were probably. I don't
1: want my kids to yeah, watch it. Exactly. I mean, I, not because I don't want them to be exposed to that. I don't want to have to deal with, oh, I'm your kid's lead. Well, by sixth or seventh grade, even back when I was 11 a kid, years old? It was probably in
0: sixth grade. I sixth grade, 12. You're, a l- I 12. you're
1: turning 12.
0: I was 12. I was a year older. I went to transition. Okay. Between. What is the difference between 11 and 12?
1: I don't know. You're okay I to handle a hard NC 17 movie at that time. Well, that's
0: the thing is by the time, even by the time I watched it, it was already kind of hokey in a, in a bit right. kind of a way. So, and I liked it because it had Bruce Campbell and I bought one and two because the video game came out for PlayStation <laughs> and I had my gamer monthly magazine or whatever it was. And they did a whole article about it. And I was like, this sounds cool. Let me buy the movies before the game comes out. So I went to Kmart, bought them, just watched them. My parents didn't know. I, just, I bought them myself.
1: You heard it here first.
0: <laughs> but I grew up watching aliens and stuff like that. Sure, and sure.
1: Ghostbusters and. Ghostbusters is PG, man.
0: Yeah, but Ghostbusters has some creepy.
1: Ghostbusters is a PG-13 movie. That's I in a different that. time period. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I watched it and then growing up again, like I went back to it because when I figured I wanted to be a filmmaker, I was like, I really looked into how these things started. And I went back and I watched it as with a filmmaker mentality. And I think you can do that with this movie as well for like modern filmmakers be like, this is this that I, I did that with a very small budget. And he came up with things and he even says in one of the because um, I watched those speech, special features, there was one shot like where one of the arms has to get blown off and they kept trying to do it with wire and squibs and, and they couldn't get it to go right. So he was just like, you know what? I'm, I'm, I don't want to do take 45. Give me a second. Let me stand behind the camera and I'm going to throw the arm. Have the actress stand with her stump out. I'm going to throw the arm and someone else is going to throw some blood out with their own, their own hand. We're going to do it Sam Raimi, Evil Dead 1 style and see how it looks. And that ended up being the shot they yeah. made because it's like sometimes these are the solutions you need. Yeah. And if you want to go practical and they did so much in camera with so little and just thinking about the innovation on how to do it. And he went on to do Don't Breathe, his own horror movie. And he did The Girl in the Spider's sure. Web movie, which. Wasn't a great movie, nope. but it's filmed well. I don't think he's a bad director, but it got him in the door. It got him noticed. Well and I think that's something that I just want filmmakers s- can
1: I understand what you're saying. Yeah. I just want to say this. Yeah. He did have seventeen million dollars. I mean, let's not say he didn't have a lot he had that money. He had seventeen he had million money, dollars yeah. to make it. I get what you're saying. Right. But he had seventeen million dollars. You don't get I mean, he he doesn't have he's not as of access to seventy thousand gallons of blood so he can have it rain blood without having seventeen million dollars.
0: That shot looks awesome. Right. We didn't talk about how the movie looks. I love how the movie looks. Okay. I love the lighting, even in the daylight. There's still darkness. Mm-hmm. The opening drone shot that's upside down and turns right side up is great.
1: That's like a shining shot right there. Yeah. Yep.
0: And the red blood uh, rain. I think not only a it's creepy. It's raining blood, but it creates this red mist and this blue hue. Is is that and a set?
1: 80s. Is that an indoor set?
0: No, that is the act. That is actually the woods. They found creepy, creepy. Woods. So how do
1: they do this? So I'm curious how they did the effect when sh- the abomination melts into the soil
0: they probably dug a ditch i was
1: gonna say yeah yeah okay and it went from there all right
0: but yeah i know that it's 17 million and obviously sam Raimi famously i, under, got I money agree from with like his I, and just yeah, yeah did uh into the woods i think was uh he did a short called into the woods that was yeah. like basically bruce campbell running away from the evil dead camera he, right which i love the evil dead push cam
1: i totally get what you're saying. I agree with you. I'm just saying he had Alvarez had had a lot more money. I mean, even like the movie Halloween that Carpenter did, he had less money than what, right? you know, and, and that's considered one of the greatest horror movies of all time. But I hear you. I think if you, I think you can do horror on the cheap and you can do it well. Yeah. If you're talented, but you, you know, you, I mean, it's not easy to do, but I'm saying if you've got the talent, that's a, that's a, that is a genre that you can do. Very well with little money. Right. You do have to have the talent, but I agree with right. you.
0: So I think I think that's one you could look for. People that like horror films that are looking for something a little different. Yeah. But at the same way, it's Conjuring adjacent. Basically, when I look at my horror films, I'm sick of The Saws, The hostels, these movies that are just- the Torture porn. Torture porn. And I'm also kind of sick of, like, the, the first Conjuring is actually, I, despite the fact that I think the Warrens are maybe fake-
1: Ooh, you're living in you are I'm in recording in the town that the warren's museum is located Butler. which is actually closed by the way well too bad it's still here the it's, it's the doll is still there Butler. i know <laughs>
0: <laughs> like the conjuring movie is like it, it's well done and i like it but it's like you either get ghosts or you get slashers so if you're looking for like something different that's there for you as well well, horror
1: movies are always, I think, well, I don't think I've read this. <laughs> horror movies are a reflection of what society is feeling. Correct. So that's why you get a certain type of horror movie to a certain type of genre over and over again, like ghost stories and stuff like that and slasher films and stuff like that. I like slasher films of all the horror genres. I think slasher films to me mm-hmm. are the more interesting ones. I just there's, I don't know. They're just, it's a fun time. You know what I mean? It's an escapism type time. It's not I don't. I necessarily don't need to be creeped out. I do like some 70s kind of horror where it's a little creepy. I like get outs like that. Um, It's got that 70s feel. Us is a little like that as well. Burn Offerings, less, less forgotten horror. We did was like that. That was a ghost story. I'm saying like, I'm just saying I like like that 70s. 70s creep. Uh, But the slasher stuff, I like the I just watched a movie. uh, You may be the killer or you might be the killer. Um, which is like a take on like summer camp slasher films where right. the main character is the killer. But he doesn't realize it. and It's like, <laughs> it's funny. It's, it, it's, it's got some good moments and it's shot with like the eighties grain and stuff like that. Kind of probably what American horror story did with their summer camp uh, style uh, season. season. Yeah. Uh, but so I
0: slasher movies really depend on your slasher though. They're, they're oh, of they course, live and they're die all. by. Of course. So, yeah. Some slasher
1: movies suck because the slasher is terrible. I yeah. get
0: that. Is this the dude in a, a bonnet? What? Yeah. <laughs>
1: But slasher films are more, to me, are more, they're sometimes more of a comment on the horror industry in terms of how they're put together and Mm -hmm. how they're made. And there's more, I think there's more uh, behind the scenes love for the horror genre with slasher films, where in terms of like movies that are like, maybe even a little like this one, uh, the others, stuff that's more creepy is more about the storytelling, or at least they're trying to attempt to tell a somewhat of a story.
0: The Others is very good.
1: Yeah, but you know what I'm yeah. saying. I'm no, uh, I get you. Yeah, but yeah, I hear you. It, it, they're all they're, it's a reflection of the time. Yeah,
0: the others might be a good one for forgotten. Uh, yeah, maybe,
1: maybe. Uh, Interesting. No,
0: I I agree. I do like slashers. Obviously, I, I really like Freddy. I like Jason. Um,
1: well, there's more bad movies than good ones for those I, IPs. For the but slashers I hear you.
0: are just yes, yeah, such like.
1: Like I know what you did last summer. Million, I know what you did something. last summer. I enjoy. I still know what you did last summer. I do not. But like, they, yeah. so they can be done right and they can be done wrong.
0: Well, I think I know what you did last summer. That's a one-off slasher guy. Of so course. So like bringing him back is like, I mm. agreed. But like, you can bring back Michael Myers and you can bring back Jason and you're not like, okay, yeah, he can keep coming back. Yeah. Uh, Scream. Well, Scream's always somebody different behind the hood. Right? It is. So, but
1: it, and it's always a kind of a comment on horror movies. Horror so, so that's a little different. Right. And Scream Five's coming out anyway. So.
0: Which is real. why you can always bring back the mask. Sure. Or not the mask, the mask is the ghost, what ghost the ghost face. The
1: ghost face, yeah. yeah. all right. Yeah. Well, thanks for that's it. That wraps up Forgotten Horror. Sorry, Mike. See you next year. <laughs> I was waiting for the cry. All right. So, like I said, as this is the end of our season, we always like to kind of give you an update on terms of what we're doing beyond. Via podcast or what we're doing. I don't know. We just like to kind of give shout out. So, Mike, go ahead, because I have no idea what I'm going to talk about.
0: <laughs> All right. If you like the sound of my voice, you, you've you got options.
1: <laughs> oh so I've
0: got two other podcasts I do. I've got Crack One Open that I do with my fiance, Elise, where we talk about Bruce News and pop culture reviews. Every episode, we crack open a new craft beer and we'll talk about the style of beer, the brewery it came from, the history of the brewery, how the beer was made, the hops in it, the wheat, the barley. We go way into beer. Well, really, she Elise is the beer professor. And I'm just there to kind of crack jokes. Uh, so if you like to learning about beer and you're really interested in beer, that's a, that's one for you. I'm
1: just there to be the asshole. Pretty much.
0: I'm there. I'm there learning. She does a lot of research. It's it's a really good time. If so you're it's her show.
1: Get off her show. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, then while we're dr- we'll take some tasting notes. And then while we're drinking that, we'll give you some of the latest uh, pop culture like reviews. What's on Netflix? What's on Hulu or what's uh What studios are making? What new movie announcements or TV show
1: announcements are made? What's being pushed or canceled or or sent to 2022? We
0: we try to ignore that and keep it positive, (laughs) but lately it's been really hard to not mention some of that. Uh, Then I've got two player bros I do with my buddy Dave. It's about two guys who play way too many video games. Join me and Dave every week as we talk about previews, news, reviews on the latest video games on all systems, Xbox, PlayStation, PlayStation VR, VR, PC. We have them all. We play them all. Then every other week we'll do a post game presented by Two Player Bros. So we'll either dive into a new classic game and talk about how it was made, our thoughts on the game and the gameplay and story, or the brand new game and we'll talk about the same kind of things. That's Cracking One Open every Friday and Two Player Bros every Thursday. If you're interested, both part of the Forgotten Entertainment family. If you're interested in more that I do, I also have audiobooks available on audiobook. Look for me, Michael Butler. Right now, it's the perfect time. I've done a bunch mainly horror books so if you're interested in listening to me read you some horror i've got a bunch on audible just search my name and you'll find them
1: oh my god shut up already jesus then i've got know, other right? <laughs> crying out loud we already I already shut it off <laughs> <laughs> so the only thing i have everyone is yet another mcu podcast i do that with our partner uh pat whalen and he's a big time comic book guy and i am uh not so we talk about the marvel movies we go through every uh, episode every phase one movie in in order we have some bonus episodes and it's just primarily talking about the movie. We talk about uh, the difference between the comic book and the movie itself, which is basically me. I'm just asking Pat, why is this like that? And he yells at me or not. He doesn't yell at me, but he just kind of tells me what's what. So and then we'll we- see
0: Pat's show. Of course. Get off Pat's show. I will.
1: I have absolutely <laughs> no problem getting off Pat's show. <laughs> And then uh, we talk about the movie within the universe itself. So yeah, it's yet another MCU podcast that's also part of the Forgotten Entertainment Network. Um, and that is it. I try to keep it light, uh, <laughs> uh, primarily because I'm just writing a lot. So uh, yeah. And as always, if you want, if you uh, want to support us, check out our sponsor page. Uh, go through the sponsor links if you're looking to, I don't know, sign up for CBS All Access. Uh, maybe you want to uh, take out check out Canva, which we used for our promotion. Um, If you're looking to, you know, want to support the show in some way and you're already going to sign up for these, go through our sponsor links and uh, check out them discounts. Absolutely. All right, guys, we will see you next week when we start our season seven with a movie from 1974 called The Front Page, directed by Billy Wilder, starring Walter Matthau, Jack Lemmon and Susan Sarandon. Butler has never seen this movie. I have seen this movie. It's based on a play. I actually enjoy this movie. So I'm hoping Mike does as well. And that's going to start off our season seven. So uh yeah, thanks for listening. I'm Mike Field. I'm Mike Butler. And this has been Forgotten Cinema. Forgotten Horror. Oh, you're right. Nice <laughs> job. Nice job. Aspalia sold! a soul. soul.
0: <laughs> Someone's been in my fruit cellar. God. I love Henrietta. <laughs> Until next year, keep it SPOOKY!